Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sister. I am here by myself tonight. Normally my co-host, sister, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver, is here with me, but she is off. I know you'll be so surprised by this at a softball game. So in the meantime, while she's off watching softball, I am here to give our Wednesday night update. So as you know, the Wednesday night update is a case update to see what's going on in the true crime world and what's going on sometimes with cases that we cover, sometimes not with cases that we cover, but that cases that are out there in the world. So there's a lot happening in the world right now when it comes to crime and resolutions of crime and big moves. So Hey, everybody coming into the chat. Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you here. I'm going to lead, I don't know, this is all big news, but I'm going to lead with some really big news. And that is that Suzanne Morphew's husband has been arrested for her murder. Now, this is Barry Morphew. This is a case in Colorado. Um, so many of you have asked us to cover this case and we'd opted not to because Barry Morphew and his cronies have been harassing and threatening podcasters that were covering this case. And so we have been kind of following it, but not really covering it because, you know, we're not that far from Colorado and Idaho and we just wanted to be safe. So the great news is that Barry has been arrested for Suzanne's murder. Now, interestingly, we know we don't have Suzanne's body yet. Although we don't know what the police have. We haven't seen the arrest warrant or, you know, as he goes to court and things start becoming public record, we're going to learn a lot of things. But here is one thing that we did learn. This was something that was shared on Facebook. And so I'm going to say that this is you know, alleged information, because of course, we don't know, I can't verify this for sure. But what we're hearing is that he's been charged with first degree murder after deliberation. Now, what we think that means after deliberation is that he acted after deliberation with intent to cause death. In other words, he involved someone else, he may have actually hired someone else to kill her and then he killed her himself there's something here in which he may have actually hired someone else to do it so interesting scary sad news lots of questions about where she is and were any of his employees involved you know what what's the what's the story here so a lot's going to roll out now because as he goes to court things are going to become public records so we're going to know what they have on him which we you know don't know at this point but it's great news that he has finally been arrested and charged because i mean come on we've all known all along that he killed her right we've all known that i think it's pretty darn obvious but the police have had a rough time proving it. And of course, have had a rough time finding her. So I'm relieved for her family that at least this is the beginning of some justice. 
And at least he's not out there uh, causing trouble anymore because as we understand it, he's not been so awesome since she disappeared, including harassing podcasters. So we will continue to cover and uh, share what we find about this case for sure. Just want to say welcome in the chat to Red Girl, Cranky Patsy, Paula, Moonbeam, Carmen, Innocuous, RJ, Bianca, Jari. Nice to uh, see you all here. Oh, Innocuous says that Barry Morphew's uh, bond hearing is tomorrow morning at 1030. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm expecting a really high bond here. Possibly a remand. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Cranky says, did you hear that Derek Chauvin wants a retrial? Yes, I did hear that. And what a bunch of crap. Seriously. You know, I really, really hope that does not happen. But I guess if it does, I mean, let's get real. He killed George Floyd on video in front of a whole group of people. It's not as though it'll go any differently the second time around as it did the first time. But yeah, it is pretty gross, isn't it? Pretty darn gross. So we'll be watching what's going on with Derek Chauvin. We're going to be watching what's going on with Barry Morphew. Big stuff. These are some big cases and some cases that need some serious justice. And I would really like to see Suzanne Morphew's body found. Let's return her to her family. You know, I hate these cases where no one, you know, where someone never turns up. Like nobody ever has a chance to bury somebody, you know, have some kind of a, a an ending, you know. Yeah, plain as day that he killed that man. Yeah, yeah, definitely on on Derek Chauvin. I think it's pretty plain as day um, in the Barry Morphew case as well that uh, Suzanne, you know, is gone and was killed by her husband. So let's talk about um, another case where. This is a sad one, you guys. This one just breaks my heart. This is Liddell Lee. So Liddell Lee went to prison in the 90s. He was convicted of bludgeoning Deborah Reese to death. And he maintained his innocence throughout his life. And he begged authorities to do DNA testing um, on the weapon and on the uh, on the uh, evidence in this case, because of course it was in the 90s. You know, DNA wasn't so great then; it's a lot better now. Well, he you know begged and begged for that and didn't get it, and he was executed in April of 2017. And um, Unfortunately, now the genetic material has finally been tested and none of it is Liddell Lee's. There is an unknown man on the handle of the bloody club that was used to bludgeon her to death. So this is a, this is a huge issue in our justice system that we have to be super, super careful about. And I feel like this is where the death penalty gets real sketchy sometimes. Why couldn't they have done this? He's been in prison since the 90s, you guys. Why couldn't they have done this testing before now? He was begging for it. The Innocence Project worked with him. 
they even worked after his death to see that it still got tested so that he could at least be exonerated posthumously. But frankly, <laughs> too little, too late. It's just, it's horrifying to me that this poor man spent that many years in prison and no one cared enough to at least make sure it was actually him, you know. So, um, the governor in Arkansas, this is where he was, uh, he was executed, defended his execution, saying that the new evidence is inconclusive and that the jury found him guilty based upon the information they had. Yeah, but see, you get appeals and this is why you get appeals. And why couldn't they have done the DNA test before he was executed? I mean, it's horrifying. They killed this man. They murdered him because he was innocent, you guys. I mean, you can't tell me that the DNA on that weapon that was used to kill her has somebody else, some other man's DNA on it. And that doesn't mean some other man did it. Come on. I got to tell you that the, that Liddell Lee is a black man. And I don't have any doubt in my mind that if Liddell Lee had been a white man, that DNA would have been tested before he was executed. Just makes me sick. So that's a case that breaks my heart and is awful. Uh, but one I wanted you to know about because I think it's one that has to, you know, we have to really think about this stuff. And the criminal justice system is definitely not perfect. And I don't know if there's any way to make it perfect. Like something like this makes you really question, you know, like, why wouldn't you be 100% sure in a case like that? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Lastly, you may know if you watch today's episode that today is Nas National uh, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Day or Awareness Day, right? If you haven't watched that episode, that dropped this morning. I really hope that you do. I know it's a little outside the realm of what we normally do, but as you know, we have committed to supporting the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women movement for this entire year because we find it to be extremely important. And there is, I guess, good news. I don't know. Um, this is a case of a an early um, MMIW case, remains found in North Carolina storage unit have been identified as Turtle Mountain Chippewa woman missing for 15 years. Her name is Melissa. She went by Missy uh, and Poitra. So her remains were found on April 27th, 2021. They were 1600 miles away from her home. She's been missing since 2005. And she was living in uh, Durham, North Carolina with her uh, boyfriend at the time of her disappearance. Um, so they find her death is potentially suspicious. Gee, you think? Do you think she locked herself in there? Um, you know, I don't know. I guess it's good that her family knows and that they have somebody to bury now, but it's really, 
really sad. Uh, again, that we're still to, in 2005, just barely finding her. And just wrong, just wrong. Um, so apparently they actually found her body in 2016 uh, con in a plastic tote concealed in a storage unit. And Missy's sister, Jessica Poitra, had a suspicion that this was her sister. And um, so police had been calling her Durham Jane Doe. And they had initially thought she was a white woman. Um, her sister did see a sketch of her and she had the same gap in her teeth that her sister had. She said, but the police didn't believe her that it was her sister. Uh, they did try to talk to her, you know, they don't know how it, or talk to the police. Um, so they just continued to call Durham police um, and demanded that they do a DNA test. This uh, Missy's daughter, who is now 27, her name is Brittany Headland, wanted a DNA test. I mean, what? Why is this so hard? Why? Why does this have to be so hard? She wanted to be tested against this Jane Doe. Um. They were, they had still, this is one of the problems with these MMIW cases is that these women get misidentified as far as their uh, ethnicity. And finally, in November of 2020, police determined that um, this was an, a woman of Native American descent. So, sorry, I'm just trying to get through my notes here. They did uh, finally you know, do the DNA. And yep, it is. It is Missy and Poitra. And she was most definitely murdered. Of course, we don't know who, but they did, you know, at least find her body. Not like they were really looking, doesn't look to me like. I was going to say, yeah, somebody had a question about the storage unit. And it sounds like According to a news article, she had her body had been there for up to a decade. Um, the unit was rented by the same person since 2010. So they may have a suspect, but they're not really sharing that yet. So anyway, yeah, they they somebody is paying for that storage unit, which is interesting you would think um that would be a big clue so they're not saying much yet other than that they have determined that it is missy and poitras so i'm glad at least that she's returning you know will be returned to her family and that they know what happened to her but you know this is one of those mmiw cases that you know she disappeared in 2005 you guys she's been gone for 16 years she's been in that storage unit for 10 years why is it that nobody cares and nobody tries on these cases? This is what we have to ask for over and over and over again and demand and not allow this kind of bullshit for Liddell Lee or Missy Ann Poitra. I'm so 
tired of having to tell these stories. Not that I'll ever stop because I won't, but it makes me so angry. I mean, Liddell Lee, seriously, they couldn't have done that DNA before they executed him to be sure. Awful. And Missy Ann Poitras has been in that storage unit for at least 10 years. I mean, come on. She was sitting right there. You know, there had to have been some evidence if somebody was looking. So this is where we're at. And this is why we're pushing the MMIW cases. This is why we're pushing the cases on people of color, because our criminal justice system is biased toward white people and against people of all color. And it's wrong. And we see it every day. We see it all the time in the cases that we cover. And the only thing that we can do is use our voices and vote and become aware of what's going on in our communities. You know, go find out what's going on with the MMIW movement in your community and get involved. Join your local chapter. There's, you know, there's chapters everywhere now. Join your local chapter, you know. Pay attention to what's happening with the police and people of color and black Americans in your communities. See what's happening. Speak up. It's the only thing we can do here in the U.S. We have to keep bringing our awareness to this. So I'm sorry to be a bit of a downer tonight, but the updates are, they're rough ones, you know. I mean, it's great news that Barry Morphew has been arrested and charged with murder. But you know what that means? That means Suzanne Morphew's dead. And we all suspected that. This is a pretty good confirmation of it, isn't it? So, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, as you guys know. But, uh, you know, we certainly want to keep bringing attention to these things, to these cases, and, you know, encouraging everybody to use what you have, use the power that you do have, to help make change in the criminal justice system in the U.S. It's, it's all that we can do right now. Okay. So that's everything that I have for you guys for tonight. So I really appreciate you all joining me tonight. And I will be back tomorrow night. And with the Psychic Hour, with the Thursday Night Psychic Hour, it is the first show of May, which means it's marching orders. So we're going to give you some marching orders for May. And give you a, um, you know, I don't know, some steps, some ideas of things that you can do for the month of May. Uh, I think that's, you know, important. That's always helpful. I like a little heads up. Let's see. Christy says, as a woman of color, I've always known that what happens. I know, you know, I, I think for me as a white woman, I have known in my community because I've I've seen it. But did I know that it was this widespread? No. Till I started doing this work because I wasn't as aware. And I think that's what we can do is um, become more aware. Right? Okay. Well, thanks, Red Girl. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show as well. We'll have some fun, do some marching orders, and probably be a little more upbeat than we are tonight. But thanks for listening, you guys. And thank you for being here even when it's hard. I appreciate it. You know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great night.
If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.